Tanya for the 28th, 27th of Marches from the first story. Rav Yehuda was one of the famous personalities in the Gemara. And one time he was walking in the marketplace and he saw two people um, throwing food around, like using, using bread as a sport. And he was, he, was, he was horrified and he said, it seems that people have forgotten about Baal Tashkes. There's so much food. People forgotten about taking and not treating food disrespectfully. And as soon as he said those words, a famine hit the country. And he wasn't aware. He went back home. Rabbi Yehuda barely left, you know, the, the four cubits of, of Taira. He was in his house. He was learning Taira. So he had no idea. And the, the country, meanwhile, was being ravished by a very, very bad famine. And people were literally starving. And the rabbi started thinking, trying to work out who had the who had the ability to, to stop this. And they realized the only person great enough to, to cause a famine to stop would be Rabbi Yehuda. But how are they going to get him to be aware of it? So they decided like this. They, say, they told Rav Kahana, who was another great sage, a close friend of Rabbi Yehuda, they told him to take him for a walk. So he took him for a walk and they started walking. And he directed the walk towards the marketplace. And in the distance, they saw that there was a massive run-on. There were loads of people all... Uh, pushing and, and shoving and trying to get into a particular store. So Rabbi Yehuda asked his friend of Kahana, what does a store owner sell that there's such a, there's such a tumult, such a commotion to try to get inside the store? So Rav Kahana told him, the man sells date pills. Everyone wants to buy it. That's all. And Rabbi Yehuda understood at that point, if people are making such a, uh, a commotion to try to get the pills of dates, obviously there's nothing else to eat. So he said, Rabbi Huda said, if that's the case, if there's a famine, we have to proclaim a fast. We have to tell people to the fast. And you need people to, to, to pray that, that, that there'll be food again. Pray to Hashem. So he turned to his attendant. On the fast days, people like on Yom Kippur and Tishabov wouldn't walk around with leather, leather, leather shoes. So he told his attendant, remove my shoes from my feet, please. So, <coughs> so that... <coughs> The attendant removed one of the shoes, and as soon as one of the shoes had been removed from Yehuda's feet, he hadn't started praying, he hadn't done anything, but one, one shoe had been removed, suddenly it began pouring. It's a good story in Gemara Times. He did a, a tiniest action towards uh, having a fast, and at that point, that was it. And what's really interesting, uh, um, one, one more detail, rain doesn't help, because then, you know, straight away you need to, you need to have you need to have, you know, you need to wait till the crop grows, etc. What happened on the next day, ships arrived in Bovel that ca- they were carrying wheat and rice and all these other types of food. So that even though the, the rain already started, they already had food started from the next day. And that was the end of the, that was the end of the, the that was the end of the, there was no need to declare more of a fast day. That was it. The Tanya now, again, is we're dealing with the notes of the Alter Rebbe. They're long-form notes, so they're not inserted in the Tanya itself. But these are the long-form notes written by the Alter Rebbe, by the author of the Tanya. And his sons, when compiling the official book of the Tanya, decided to put it at the, at the, in its own section in the, in the end of the Tanya. So now we're going to be talking about the power of action and why it's action that creates such an impact in this world. It is quite... It's, it's extremely capitalistic in nature. We're going to skim through it just to get a feeling, a taste of what's going on. But we, this this year doesn't have the the wherewithal to deal with it a great way. Essay number two. If you want to understand the true context of the letter, you need to first open up the book Eitzchayim and go to Shah eight 
chapter 6. And over there it says that when is the, the greatest, you know, face-to-face relationship? This is, again, a, a, a something that we talk about in the Tanya itself. But when is the, the greatest face-to-face relationship as a response of... As a response to us, this occurs when we do a practical action mitzvah in this world. But though you wonder why is it that that it's only action that we have this face-to-face relationship with God? And that's the theme of this letter. It's good deeds that causes Zion Malchus to face that. To, it, it triggers this in the in in the higher worlds, the masculine and feminine energies to face to have this face-to-face relationship. But this only occurs through actual action. And now the question, of course, is why not good thoughts? We have good thoughts. Why can't we cause there to be some unification of masculine and feminine energy in the higher worlds? Why is it only our good deeds in this world that does, does it? So in order to understand this, we need to understand what, what um, it's written in time in regard in, in the section called the gateway of masculine and feminine energy, Shaim Madumad. In order to trigger this face-to-face, or not face-to-face, but in order to trigger that the that the masculine energy and feminine energy unite, there needs to first be a, a instigation of feminine energy, was called. And like it's written over there, how does a person create this, how does a person inspire the feminine energy is by actual... <laughs> It's like actual actions in this world. When a person does a mitzvah, a person um, puts a coin in the Sadaka Pushka, that creates a feminine energy which rises above. We say masculine energy goes down, feminine energy goes up. So we do action in this world, action especially. In this world, we trigger feminine energy to rise up, which then triggers a unification. Masculine energy then connects, and masculine and feminine energy unify. And the good deeds, action in this world is called the the trimming of the of the thistles that attach itself. You have um, weeds and, and negativity that connect to spirituality. In the, how can we disconnect that? How can we how can we ensure that this isn't um, connected? to the goodness, actual actions in this world is what actually does that, which then in turn arouses um, feminine energy, which creates this unification in the higher world. Again, just to, just to reiterate, because there's a lot of capitalistic ideas, which I'm going to do very quickly and not really dwelling upon it. We're trying to explain why it is that action has such a far um, impacting um, results when you know speech and and thought don't seem to have that impact in the higher worlds, creating great unifications, like just putting a coin in a sucker. You're like, well, coin in a sucker, pushka. How great is that? And the answer is very. And that's what Alter was trying to establish here. So what happens is, is that when a person does actual actions, he does good deeds in, the, in this world, in the world of a seal, the fourth world, this creates the the elevation of these actions to their source in the highest world, in the world of Attilas, and the highest world is already refined. This world has a lot of negativity, has um, trimmings and hackings of the thistles that need to be 
um, elevated. There's a lot of negativity that made us all wait. It's one of them we'll talk about, and talk about in a moment. And what happens is through practical action, we elevate this energy and bring it to its source. Now, a question. We just said that it's only action that has the power of changing the world, let's call it. But what about what about everything else? What about um, um, a prayer? And we have a we have a so we have a proof that prayer is able to accomplish incredible things. We have a statement that says Adam Arishan, Adam, the first man, was able to accomplish incredible correction in this world that we just said only able to happen through action, but he was able to do it through speech. Well, that you know, he he prayed and that created incredible um, fixings in this world. This is by speech. This is a theme which comes many times, especially in the in the fourth book of the Tanya. It says the movement of the lips is considered an action. Adam Arishan did change the world through speech. He prayed to God, and that his prayer was of, of the next level and was able to accomplish incredible things. And the reason why is because his speaking of his prayers is an action. He did an action. It's only an action that's able to accomplish such great impacts. Adam Rishon used a physical body and used that body to pray, and that prayer of the physicality, action oriented in the action oriented world, is what created that incredible change that Adam Rishon was able to accomplish. Basically, the how how like what's the highway? What's the the route with which actions, practical actions, are able to ascend from this practical action-oriented world to the higher worlds? It's through God's name, Ban. And from this, we can understand why um, thought doesn't accomplish anything. Speech. He's able to accomplish because speech speech is an action. Yes, it might be a very subtle form of action. He won't say, oh, he's he's doing something very busy right now if he's talking, because he's just talking. You know, you, you got, it doesn't tire you out as much, but running around, doing, moving your arms, et cetera, tiring. But thinking is not considered an action as well. Not considered an action in the slightest. Why? Because if a person wants to elevate from this world, the, the world of the seven kings of, of Klippos Neva, the, when the, the breaking apart of the world of Toyo occurred, seven kings of impurity, which which are the, the spheres of, of, of Toyo, rained its energy into this world. That energy is what we um, elevate when we do goodness in this world, when we do good actions in this world. That's only when we do actions. Actions are we're able to elevate this, this, this impurity from the world before our world, which again, topic of its own, that reign into this world. It's action that's able to elevate. Because Zah wants to go higher. It wants to, Zah wants to connect with um, the higher um, Bina. There's the intellectual um, um, levels that's called in the world of Bacillus, and then there's emotional levels in the world of Bacillus, and then the last one is Malchus, feminine energy. So the masculine energy, which is the six emotional traits, they want to go upwards. They want to connect and get influence from the intellectual part, which is especially Bina, which is called the mother. Mm-hmm. 
place. The is Shadura Listakwa. Okay. So now the 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 final point of today of today's time, again, very complicated, but the general gist is there is a way that a person through thinking about God, which is called um meditating on God, which is called staring at the king, gazing at the king, there's you're able to accomplish incredibly effective change in this world. And that seems to run in contrary. Staring isn't isn't an action. It's just staring. You're not doing anything. So we just said until now it seems to be the premise of letter number two that it has to be an action oriented things that change this world. It seems like there's some form of of intense looking at the king, which is able to accomplish incredible things. Says Rabbi, you're right. That is able to think, but that's only for very specific types of people that are able to do this. The average person isn't going to be able to touch be in touch with such type of elevational. Methods, let's call it. But I and Zaya Pasha, let me just read that inside. But I and Zaya Pasha to put the definition of Dalaram base is to do the Kulabi Sakwa. The Zaya talks about a mode, a, a method of gazing at the king, staring at the king. And this is talking about special intentions, meditations during prayer, where a person's able to. Stare at the king and understand, like, um, connect with Hashem on a, on, a, on a deep emotional and intellectual and visual level, but not an action level. The reason is because they themselves, usually, in order to trigger the feminine energy to go upwards, this is by way of an action. That's the world, the world of action, and that's how we do it. We put a coin in the like and action is done. Now we change it, we make lights explode in the higher worlds. Because we gave it action in this world. There are special tzaddikim who their soul themselves have this feminine energy in it. And so they don't need to do action in order to trigger because they have it already inside their soul. So they do the um, special meditations and special gazing at, Hash- at Hashem and, and, and deep introspection, um, intellectual introspection, whatever this means. It's the people understand how to do this, um, this method of, of staring at Hashem, whatever that means. They're able to trigger that because within their soul they already have this what's accomplished by us doing regular action. But in summary, the face-to-face relationship that we have with God is only able to be triggered by an action because an action in this world, a good action in this world, triggers feminine energy to go up, which in turn creates a great unity in the heavens between Hashem's masculine and feminine energies. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya Tanya Zalim Shashanali up. Kanamashal Arnon's health is a class of earth, such as the Lunzan Yelka, Mignon, Fush, and Brahman, Kamashu, CS, the German Shakhsarek, and Kaimur Shwach, Brahadela, Jeff, which have Nibalism, Lenna, Lea, Elizabeth, Lea, Lena, Belat, and one of the most beautiful Shlema, one who would face the same thing.